0: Xin Chào from Vietnam. This is Matt Javitt, World Traveler, discussing culture with Chris Smith.
1: Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural fails and how to avoid them.
2: Get the global
1: perspective here at Culture Matters on International Business. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution. He makes you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Every episode, he interviews a prominent guest who will tell you his or her story and share international experiences, making you more cultural competent. And now, here's your host, Chris Smith
2: episode 101 my name is chris smith and you're listening to the culture matters podcast if you haven't subscribed to this podcast please do so now do this in itunes or in stitcher uh and while you're at it why don't you give me a review five star would be fantastic today's guest is matt javitt and matt was a five-time sales award winner with the international technology consulting company that he spent nine incredible years with but Then he left it all behind in February 2017 along with his vast work network, volunteer efforts and friends and family to follow his love of travel together with his wife. They are now on an adventure around the world meeting new people and discovering new cultures. Um, before we get to the interview, it's absolutely uh, advisable. It's actually worth looking at the uh, at the video cast as well because the the view is just fantastic. Typically of Matt, the light is amazing. The echo, it will give you a divine experience. All right, let's get right to the interview. It's time for this week's guest at Culture Matters. Good morning, Matt. No, it's not good morning where you are. It's not even good morning where I am. So this um, we need to clear that up first. Um, and uh, so. You're on the show here, podcast number 101, and it's going to be a one-on-one with you, Matt Javitt. Um, tell us a little bit about where you are. What's that yellow light behind you? Because this <laughs> is something really, listeners, you got to check this out on the on the video cast as well. It is a divine picture literally a divine picture from Matt that we can see as well there's a nice echo in the in the audio as well and but the light that just it's it makes it perfect so tell us a little bit about yourself what you do um, what is your cultural frame of reference as i always call it and where are you now it's a long long introduction question so take yeah. all the time you need
0: absolutely thank you well i'm talking to you from a co-workspace in da Nang, vietnam mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a cool little little spot that i found here in town and i guess the the quick nugget is uh, my wife and i left our careers back in february of 2017 um, to travel full time um we were based out of indianapolis indiana and uh, we made that decision after a, a lot of thought and um, conversations and then we ended up taking the leap um, prior to that a little bit of my background leading up to that yes. point I grew up a military child, um, in the United States. So we were mostly in the East coast, um, in the Midwest. I ended up going to three different high schools mm-hmm. and um, I've lived in 10 different States. And a lot of that was, was in the Midwest. Um, and, uh, the high schools was, was kind of a weird deal, just how we jumped around, but, um, and I also played college basketball. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, two meters, I think is, is the height in your language, six foot six in the United yep. States. Um, and I played, played, um, basketball throughout my life. And um, so when it comes to culturally uh, through my, through my adolescent years, uh, I was, I had the, the, because I was a good athlete, um, a lot of doors were opened rather quickly for me. Um, Every time that we moved to a new school, um, I made friends rather quickly and um, the adjustments were not that difficult for me. And it, and it, it was wonderful because I got to meet a lot of different types of people. Um, obviously being in the military, I had very young parents. Um, my, my parents started at, uh, they had my brother when my mom was 16 okay. and they, my, they had me when my, when my mom was 19. So we had very young parents mm-hmm. and so they, they were strapped with cash, they didn't have anything. So, um, so growing up, I, I had a chance to, to see a different um, level of culture in the United States, growing up around different people. Right. And then uh, obviously basketball, gave me an avenue to, uh, to talk to a lot of different athletes in, in the different cities that we lived. And, um, and then, um, as luck may have it, when we were, when I was going through the high school uh, changes, I went to one high school in a, in a city called Youngstown, Ohio, mm-hmm. and then I had to move because my dad was transferred to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, we went up there and went to a small town, like a little country town. I was there my sophomore year. And then my junior and senior year, we moved into the city of Milwaukee on the mm-hmm. north side. Mm-hmm. And that that high school um, really had a, it really changed uh, a way that I saw a lot of things in life because it was pretty affluent. Um, there was a there was a big mix of people. And um, it's, it's rather interesting because I just it was just on, on yesterday on BBC on, on television. They were talking about the, the 50 year anniversary of um, Martin Luther King's assassination. Yes. And they went, they went back to um, to the U.S. And they actually went to back to Milwaukee mm-hmm. to talk to the, the people of Milwaukee. Because Milwaukee is the most segregated city in the United States. Okay. And it was, and it, and it was the same. At this moment
2: in time you're talking about.
0: At this moment, right in, in, in 2018 it is. But when I lived there, it was the same. It hasn't cha- It really hasn't changed. Uh-huh. When, I, when I lived there, it was either one or two. Boston is also extremely segregated. But Milwaukee was either one or two at that time as well which is extremely interesting because like i said we lived on the north side in, in, a, in a neighborhood but um there's a i guess you could call it like a busing system where they would bring kids from the inner city out to the different um suburban schools mm-hmm. to have a, mix, a mixed cultural experience yeah. but um, because i played basketball and a lot of my kids were from urban america um, i spent a lot of my time um in in the deep inner cities where um i, I would grow i would go into basketball games Um, and I would be the only white kid with over 200 black kids in a gym. And that's just, that's just the way that I grew up in it. I was never intimidated. Um, I don't know if it's because of the people that I hung around with, um, the, the, um, I guess the, uh, the swagger that they had and the influence they had in their own neighborhoods that when they brought me in, nobody messed with me. But I was, um, I've always been open to that, um, psychologically, like not that, I mean, saying that we're all equal is so cliche, but that mentality of, um, we all have similar similar likes Uh and dislikes and just kind of breaking through that rather quickly so i I think i was kind of some of it was um based on the fact that we moved so much and i had to adjust so quickly and be around all the time and then through life as i got through basketball and i got scholarships and i played and then obviously the university gave me a totally different setting so then i got i got to experience other people from their um from their backgrounds and get to get to mix with um kids that uh, maybe came a little bit more privileged in a way, and I, I have those experiences. And then when I got my MBA, um, I was actually coaching basketball. So at that point, um, at a, in my early twenties, of uh, coaching, I would go into to the deep South and recruit kids, mm-hmm. and and go into their homes and recruit mm-hmm. their family. Like if you have ever been to like deep, um, the deep parts of Bat- or deep parts of Louisiana, uh, where it's it is extremely different culture, mm-hmm. um, and because itself is just, there's just all the different parts of America are, are different in themselves. Yeah. So I had the ability to do all these things up into my early twenties. Um, as I started to do like more of a, a corporate life. Uh, Cause so after I, I coached college basketball, I started a clothing line with my brother. I moved back to Indianapolis. I like got I had my MBA, went back to Indianapolis and I bartended at night and I did my clothing line during the day. And, um, so that you get to meet people in the bar and that's, that's an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. And then, um, My wife, my now wife walked into the bar, Um, I fell in love instantly, asked her within eight months to marry me. And in part of that process, her father, who came from a bar family, basically said, hey, buddy, it probably makes more sense if if you don't remain in the bar business when you're married to my wife. And I absolutely agreed with him. Um, so then I transitioned into the financial world, uh-huh. uh, got a job there, and then um, and then I was in corporate America, and those began to to take on different skills. You meet different people, and then I was in Las Vegas for a year and a half, about a, a little over a year, a year fourteen months. Yeah. So that that helped me work on things. And then I got um, placed into the tech. So when, then the recession hit, housing and, Okay, so,
2: so sorry, just just to get the timeline, and this you were you were talking about two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, uh,
0: 2007, at yeah this 2007. Yeah yeah 2007 so i was lucky enough at the uh, uh, as as we tra- as i transitioned to las vegas and came back to indianapolis because my wife was working on her doctorate um at the uh, at butler uh, in pharmacy so as she was so we couldn't we couldn't live together at that time so we were doing this kind of bi-city thing where she would fly right. and see me every 6 weeks or so so i came back to indianapolis and thank god the the uh, technology company um i had no i had no technology skills zero none i i didn't know anything about anything and uh, but they thought i could sell um so i brought in those this um skill set of selling and they hired me and then to be inserted into um and i up staying with that company for nine years and, and had a great um mm-hmm. a very fun track of of a success in that company but to be able to be inserted in that and then um during that process not only was I surrounded by people from all different walks of life, um, really strong Indian community within technology, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, the folks that I, was, that I was talking to on a regular basis when it comes to programmers and people that I had never been around before. Because mm-hmm. um, the, pro- the programmer mentality is totally different than my skill set of selling an entrepreneur yeah. and, and those things. So to be able to have lunches with these guys and have drinks with these guys and just hang out with them and get to know them, um, it's, it was just such a fun ride for me. Cause I just, I saw myself and I described it uh, many times. I was essentially an agent for technology talent. So <laughs> I would, I would, uh, as an agent was trying to get a, a an athlete, a position at a, on a team, yeah. I was trying to find positions for my technology talent. Cause I was in the services um, side of it. I was finding, find, trying to find, um, opportunities for my talented programmers or, um, um project managers or, um, um, uh, SQL uh, developer, whatever it is, is mm-hmm. that those guys are helping to get those guys positions. Yep. And then at the same time, I, I was selling it at the C suite level. So I was getting, I was going into these doors of, of guys that were making high six figures or million dollars a year. And, uh-huh. and to be able to have those conversations and have dinners with dinners with those guys, um, just to the progression of my, um, my professional career with the mix of my, my, uh, my upbringing has just been an unbelievable journey and so i guess that brings you to the point where we are today where um during my success in my in my company um, i had the opportunity uh, for five straight years i won the sales incentive trip um, because i'm part of an international company we went to really cool locations mm-hmm. uh, we're companies based out of paris france but our sales incentive trips would be in places like for instance um, we went to go in india in chiang mai thailand right in uh, cape town south africa uh-huh. Uh, and so we had the chance to go to these awesome places and that, that those travel experiences to go into those cultures and then come home, mind blowing to me. And that created they, that,
2: that make you like an enlightened American.
0: It, it, it's changed me to not uh-huh. be able to do that into my mid thirties. Uh-huh. was unbelievable. And I, th- I, I'm, I'm thankful that I did it later in life because I'm not sure I would appreciate it as right. much um, if I would have backpacked in my early twenties, but um, just to, it just changed me. It it absolutely changed the way I looked at things. I came back invigorated every time full of energy. And um, I was just so ready to go on the next trip.
1: Right. So through
0: this process of, of traveling and then also going on, on personal vacations to like Croatia, and Greece, and mm-hmm. uh, Brazil and Argentina and places, Panama, places around the world. So we would go on, not only would we go on the sales incentive trips, but we'd go on our own personal vacations um, from time to time to Brazil or Argentina, um, Panama, Greece, Croatia, different places around the world. And every time we'd come back, I was I'm super excited to figure out. Okay, where's the next place? Yes. Where Where can um, Where's the next opportunity to, to see what else is out there? So through this process, my wife and I, we would uh, continue to just uh, have these discussions, have these dreams of Hey, someday we will um, just just leave it, leave it all behind, and go travel the world. Can
2: I Can I ask, this, ask Matt? Can I yeah. just in, in, interrupt you here? Um, just out of curiosity as well, your wife, uh, her name is Nikki, right? And you, you you're yes. on you're on this journey together. Um, Absolutely. This, so you were, weren't initially. You went on these these sales incentive trips, and they sort of. I always call it an enlightened American. You know, an American that goes out of his country, outside of his country, and experiences more than uh, the the, the all inclusive resorts in Cancun, for example. Absolutely. Um, so was she on board straight away? Did she have the same kind of experience, or did you have to like? I mean, sell it to her in 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 a kind way, of course.
0: No, um, she was all on board. Uh-huh. So she grew up She grew up in a different um, upbringing as I did than I did. She had the opportunity. She went to the Caribbean, a bunch of kids. she got to see some things in different places um, and traveling I, I didn't travel internationally until I was in my mid 30s. Um, but the, the very first trip we went on was to Istanbul, Turkey, and it happened on a whim with within probably four weeks. Um, we had to make the decision and, and end up traveling. But I, I remember calling her at, at work uh, and because she works as a sales guy. I, I've got flexibility in my schedule as long yeah. as I can get some connectivity. I can I can continue to work. Yeah. But her being a clinical pharmacist within a hospital. Um, She doesn't have that flexibility. So last minute vacations and time off is extremely difficult. But I called her and I said, babe, we've got a chance to go to Istanbul, Turkey. Um, And at this point, I called her in February. We were going to March. I said, these are the dates. We've got to make this happen. Can you make this happen? And uh, sure enough, um, she worked with her bosses because she wanted to go so bad. And she, and she, she got the time off and people covered for her. And we were on that trip and we both, we would both come back the same way. Um, we're both pretty adventurous, yeah. um, not extremes, but we both like to, um, to have a lot of fun and, and interact with a lot of people on our journey. So, uh, and that's probably why we get along so well as well. Cause yeah. I like to do, I like to do some, um, I like to just kind of stretch myself a lot when it comes culturally to, to meet new people oh. and talk to people. And, and, uh, she laughs at me a lot, but if, for the most part, she's, she's definitely on board.
2: So now, at, at, so you're a very successful. And in, in in your introduction, you are a very yeah. successful. What is it? Five times, six times, seven times, award winning. Nine times? No, nine years uh, spent at this technology company. Um yeah, five times sales winner
0: yeah yeah it took me those first couple of years were definitely a learning process, but um once I got in the groove it it, it took off but yeah so five time uh, uh um international award winner and um yeah my wife's a like I said, a clinical pharmacist at one of the top university hospitals in America
2: and then you get these incentive trips, and then you're being sent out and you yeah. you're being entertained, et cetera you come back all uh, like pumped up and energized, et cetera. Your wife is on board with this as well, and you have these discussions, and eventually you gotta pull the trigger eventually you're gonna say. We're gonna go then. So yeah, how how does how do you? I mean, you must have told this story many many times, and that's, that's fine. And so, so, how does that? And you know, how how do you do that?
0: So the the moment it happened, it was it was pretty clear. Um, we had talked about it for a while, and it's, it's 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 one of those things that the timing will never be right, and yeah. uh, especially in sales, there's always a big deal waiting to happen. So that means there's a lot of commissions to be earned. Um, so the timing is never going to be good, yeah. and we just, um, we were actually in Cape Town on one of the, on the final sales incentive trip that I was on. And we met this couple from the Netherlands okay. and they, they told us the story over drinks. Uh, there's probably about eight of us there. They were telling us the story over drinks about how they had taken a land, I think it was a land rover, a land cruiser, and they drove from the Netherlands to South Korea.
2: Uh, uh, South Korea?
0: Yes. They drove the whole way across. I think it was, I think it was South Korea. It was, it was definitely Jeez, well, that's a Southeast Asia. <laughs> yeah. Then they then they shipped it they yes. shipped their vehicle to um, Vancouver uh-huh. Canada yep. and then drove to Patagonia Chile mm-hmm. bananas it was it was a two- year a two-year um, expedition for them and just to, to hear them talk about it and the journey they had and all the stories they had um, and they were they were younger than us they were they're in their late 20s or early 30s and um, we went back to the room that night and I just said look there what other signs do we need like we've been talking about it for mm-hmm. a long time. They did it. It's possible. And this, this guy actually, because he was a high performer, obviously, mm-hmm. um, he, he had worked his career, saved, saved up money, went on his two years and then came back and got a similar job with our same company. Mm-hmm. So that, that, so I, was, that was part of the conversation is, we don't have anything to risk really because mm-hmm. we know we know we have skills and talent that is marketable.
2: Yeah. You, so can that, come- that won't go away even if you go and travel.
0: Yeah, it'll yeah. actually hopefully intensify. So the um, so we uh, we had those conversations and then flight home. We're excited. We're talking about it. And then uh, fast forward about six or eight weeks, um, I came downstairs and told her that I booked a one way flight to Santiago, Chile. One
2: way flights. <laughs> yeah,
0: to, to Santiago, Chile. That's you very... know, we were gonna do it. And so and it's just like anything. Like those things can come and go, and you don't really have to stay committed. But um, but then about two months after that. Uh, I came down and told her that I had booked a flight from Ecuador to um, Portugal that was going to get us get us in Europe. Because the whole idea of our travel, and as we talked about, it, is we just wanted to follow the sun because to, to be summer all throughout right. our travels because yeah. it's easier to pack. You don't have to worry about um, certain equipment. Um, but but yeah, that was the start of it. And that's how that's how the journey began.
2: Is that, was that then a conscious decision? If you buy a one way ticket, then that means you're not coming back. But then in the back of your mind, you say, I have marketable skills. So if, if push comes to shove, if I really need to, I can always come back. So was it then already the initial idea when you booked that one way ticket to Chile to, um, to stay away like forever? No, no, not at all. Okay.
0: No, no. We, we love, we love where we're. And that, that was, that's the other caveat too. Like, uh, we've met other travelers on the road, um, folks that are doing similar things to us or they're, they're leaving for 10 months or something yeah. that um, they hated their lives at home. Like they're oh, like, yeah. oh, I was did my it was such a grind. And the nine to five, that wasn't what we were living. We were living an amazing life around yeah. friends and family. We were in volunteer efforts um, very much in the community. Um, we we love um, I'm a big fan of Indianapolis, the city we live in. Um, Nikki's family's in Chicago, so we're not far from them. And um, we loved it. Um, it was more of the, we knew that we wanted to travel for an extended period of time for for two to two and a half years. So we knew that um, we would go one way to to one continent, a one way ticket to the next continent, and do that travel around the world that way, and then eventually come back. In this case, we're coming back in, in May of 2019, and then the idea was to basically just circle the globe with a bunch of one way flights, mm-hmm. and then come back at the end of the journey. Um, Ready to tackle whatever's waiting for us in the States. Is that but something it you're
2: looking sorry, go ahead? Yeah? Yeah.
0: No, but it wasn't it wasn't like um something that we were saying like, Hey, we're gonna get out of here and never look back. It was more of, hey, let's let's pause our lives a little bit. And go. Let's go take on this adventure that we've been talking about. And we know that's going to be a blast when we do it.
2: Is that potentially in the cards, though, that you might actually not come back, or is that something you might you're anticipating? Um, I'm I'm thinking out loud here because I, I'm making up the questions as I go along. Um, so uh, suppose you're coming back and you you set fr- you set ground in Indianapolis. Is there a chance that you think like uh, no, um, I'm going to book a one way ticket again out of here? Oh, uh,
0: no, it's we, we, um, because of everything that we have back home with our amazing families and friends, I can't see the possibility of us not living there. Now it could be part-time. Like if we fall in love, first of all, we have to create income in a different way that we could do something online full-time or something like that. We'd have to create that. Or, or if we had a, a like a creative, if if we became publishers of some sort of books or something like that. we'd have to create a revenue stream in some capacity mm-hmm. that, but I could see us potentially living elsewhere parts of the year. Um, if, if we spent our summers in the States and then we, be, then we travel to other parts of the world um, during our winter, I could see that, right. but we would, we would definitely always be, we've got nieces and nephews um, I miss my brother like crazy. Okay. Nikki's Nikki's got sisters. I mean, we've got uh, we, we've got a lot of family that we're t- we're close to.
2: Okay, all right, that makes yeah. sense. Your your um, because that was another question indeed on my mind, uh, and I think maybe the listeners are also thinking about this. You know, how do you survive? Are you are you living on savings, or do you make money here on the site? Because you do, you're quite active online as well. Passportjoy.com is your is your uh your storefront, if I may say. Um, yeah. or your travel company a company in in terms of international you know, because you keep a you do a, um, a podcast with that as well so tell us if you're if you're if, if you're willing to do that how do you how do you cover expenses here
0: yeah so it's all savings um, okay. we are not we're not earning anything um, online i mean the, in a in a perfect world that would i mean there's there's ways to create income from mm-hmm. what we've built but um, we're not. It's not sustainable at this point. I mean, there's not there's not enough revenue coming in. So this is all um, all the hard work we've done in our careers, saving up, pension pennies, um, to make to make the trip.
2: Right. And then, um, so you're you're. Uh, I, I didn't write that down. You're you're not a serial entrepreneur. You're. Um, I need to I need to pull that up with you guys because there's something about what you. Um, I'd like try to look uh, it up on the digital website. Digital nomad? Yeah, something something like that. But yeah. also yeah, you're uh you're a creative something and but then your wife, I mean, that sounds so horrible to say. Your wife has a real education. I don't mean it like that, Matt. No, uh, no, 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 no. But she, she she is she is like she is an expert and she's a pharmacist. She got a doctor. She
0: Yeah, is, she's got
2: a, Exactly. She is that a is that something pharmacist. that is marketable or internationally or because you do you on your website you mentioned you also do volunteer work? Um, yeah. So, uh, how do you? Th- how does that does her education uh, help in that, or how does that work? Uh,
0: so her education helps us um, deep in relationships with people okay. because she has a she has a knowledge in the in the medical field, and so when she when she gets in close personal conversations, especially with some of the older community that have have questions about medications they are on and things like that, she can help them and she does. And she's, she's great at it. She's great at it um, based on her background. Um, but when it comes to the things that we're doing on the road, the volunteer part of it is that's really to keep our costs down. Like so we volunteered okay. through a, a website called Workaway, where we've actually worked at like bed and breakfasts um, in different places around the world. We volunteer to our time and our, some of its physical skills to help greet people at the door, make beds, clean bath, bathroom, right. and stuff like that. That helps us keep our, our, keeps us, our budget in line. Um, Because our budget kind of peaks and ebbs and flows through the process. Um, Obviously we're going to Europe Europe this summer and it's going to be expensive. Um, But when we're here in Vietnam, we can keep our costs down. So as we're doing that, we, we try to do creative things in order to keep the, the cost down. But then we also do some of the volunteer stuff that we do. We give back in ways to some of the children as we go within orphanages and stuff like that. And I use, I use sports as that avenue to, to get connected that way because the connections, especially when you're talking about some of these volunteer efforts, you can get connected with the local people extremely fast. Mm-hmm. And then through those connections, um, the doors that open really helps you understand what's going on in these communities because that's that's been our biggest that's the thing we want to do yeah we've seen machu picchu we went to Galapagos islands we we've, we've seen all these amazing um sites, places yes. yeah Taj hall yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day it's going to be the wedding we went to in hyderabad india i mean it's 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 those types of things and those relationships that you form that when we flash back in 20 years those will be the things that stick mm. out to us um so the, the more relationships we can build and the deeper we can get into the cultures, um, the, the door is really open for us.
2: How do you do that? On your website I found a picture where you're holding um you're 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 uh juggling a pizza, you're making a pizza or baking a pizza uh-huh. and under there's a subscript that says Understanding local cultures, how do you how do you get out of this uh the Galapagos Island and Machu Picchu and how do you get how do you how do you guys connect to the to the local people? How do you do that?
0: Well, I, uh, I've never been scared to ask a lot of questions, Uh um, and put myself out there. Um, and, and even, um, I don't know, not it's, I've never been nervous to, to ask somebody to, Hey, can you help me do this because I'm trying to get X. Um, and that's, um, a lot of the places and people that we've met is, is as we do research and we look forward. Um, whether I'm using my LinkedIn pro my, my LinkedIn connections or Facebook's through certain friends, I'm not afraid to stay with somebody that is a friend of a friend of a friend as long as I know that the chain between is trustworthy yeah. to put us in a situation where we stayed with these these grandparents, I call them grandparents because they were the they were the parents of uh, the, yeah, they the parents of one of my VPs in my old company. Okay. We stayed with them in indoor India, uh-huh. which is in the center of India Fair where. Yeah. Basically no Americans go to unless you're in some industry trying to sell something. Yeah, but we were there in the heart of it I I mean when I hugged her when we were leaving It was like I was hugging my grandma It was such a feeling And there was the only reason that we connected was because I I had the courage to reach out to my All my Indian friends and say hey, we're traveling. I want to meet your families And so they started asking their families like hey, can anybody take take this couple in this is kind of what they're doing and then a few people started raising their hands and that that, sure enough we we changed our plans to go to these cities to to visit with these people but those are those are the things that will stand out so i've never been scared i've used websites Um, if i do research and i just find somebody Mm -hmm. that i think we have like interests like interest with um i found a buddy now i call my my buddy because i've seen him twice now in um, saigon ho chi Minh city um he's a he's a cryptocurrency expert the guy is awesome but i basically found him on a website and just said, I just reached out to him and said, yeah. hey, man, you, we have a lot of the same interests. Do you mind if we, if we can we connect? Yeah. And he's OK, cool. Come on in. And we end up grabbing coffee. And then um, now we're friends. So yeah. I know I, I have no problem doing that.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that as well. I like I, I mean, that's I, get, I mean, if you don't 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 ask, you don't get. Um, Absolutely. So and then if you ask politely in a normal way and don't, you know, and then I think the only you start with a no, you can only walk away with a no. That's, that's the worst thing you be, ever that can happen. That's the worst thing that can happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have, you guys have been out here now or out there now for a year, a little over a year now, right? Yeah, about fourteen months. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then there's about a little bit more than a year to go, I guess. Uh, some, yeah. Yeah. And then, Forward. is there any along the trips that you've made so far? Has there any ever been a location that you considered like maybe we stick around here longer, or maybe we should write this down? You know, as if we retire or at a moment you know what yeah. is, is there a favorite place
0: i think we're in it i'm uh, honestly i think uh Danang, yeah, in vietnam, vietnam at this moment yeah we're yeah. in da Nang, vietnam and um, we came back here uh-huh. because we spent 3 3 days here in december uh-huh. and we um, then we went we went to south africa for 3 months and I, I had a buddy that was in the philippines so we we said hey let's connect in saigon cuz we we weren't going to go to the philippines because uh, it was too expensive, so we said let's connect in Saigon, uh, Ho Chi Minh City. So we connected with him for four days, um, and then the cheapest flight to get to Europe was out of was through Hong Kong. Right. And Da Nang, Nang was an easy flight. We can go to we could easily fly here to get back here. Um. So we were like, absolutely, let's do it. So we're gonna we spent we're gonna spend ten days here now. We just love it. I mean, it's it's um it's Vietnam is a culture that is is trying really hard mm-hmm. to um, to advance and the economy is booming right now. They're building like crazy and the people they, from a hospitality mentality, they're, they're trying really hard to get better. So they're, they're working on their English. They're doing the best they can to, to advance their infrastructure. As far as the roads go is really strong. I'm skyping with you. So they've got, they've got a good, um, um, a fi network where yeah. we, we have not seen this everywhere. We've right. gone to places around the world that it's horrible. I can imagine. Um, so it's, they basically had everything that you'd want from a luxury standpoint um, and they're, they're, they're in growth mode. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see where they'll go um, in the next five to 10 years because they've got a, it's a, just a beautiful location. We're on the beach and there's a, so it's a, it's a great location for Koreans, the, um, the Japanese and, and the Chinese to come here. But you start, you do see um, Westerners as well yeah. uh, walking the streets and in the, in the cafes doing digital work. So right. it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, we, we really enjoy it here
2: it's cool it's uh, if i if i look at at you cuz i'm looking at you we're, we're videotaping this as well you're wearing a t-shirt and a shirt and and we're talking vietnam we're recording this in april 2018 is it cold
0: no, um, so I was trying to look more professional
2: <laughs> uh,
0: and I only have, so I only have like six shirts total. Right. So you're seeing two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, uh, but yeah, this is my, this is as professional as I can get um, okay. from my, from my suit and tie days. Uh, yeah. it,
2: looks, it looks perfect. It looks perfect. Yeah. Next on your uh, agenda is Europe, you said, A summer in Europe. Yeah. Right? Yes,
0: yeah, so we're going to go spend 10 days in Hong Kong, which uh, we cannot wait for that. And yeah, then we're going to jump around Europe a little bit. We, we've got some friends coming in from the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got contacts based on my company that was an international companies. So we get to see some friendly faces there and uh, take on some cool events. We're going to uh, Isle of Man uh-huh. for the, the the TT racing, okay. uh, motorcycle racing, which yes. will be awesome. So I'm a big sports guy. So it may, I'm, I'm hoping to go to a couple of soccer match or football football matches yeah. while we're there. And um, we were supposed to go to the World Cup that didn't work out yeah, that was it's always been part of the plan but um it just uh the handling of the ticketing process was just it, it was very last second it was a pain it, it just wasn't fun so we, we're not gonna we're not gonna go to russia but i think the alternative to that is be able to watch the world cup games yeah in european bars that i'm so excited about i that. can imagine I, yeah that's yeah. probably gonna be more as much fun as, as going to the game and so we're gonna yeah we're gonna jump around a bit and hopefully see some friends and then um. From there, then we'll go back uh, towards the end of the summer, come back to Asia, start at Japan and work our way down um, to some of the Southeast Asian countries where we have been to. Hopefully go to China and um, Taiwan and um, Cambodia and then end the trip doing Australia and New Zealand.
2: I think I think you've made like 100% of the audience very jealous at this moment <laughs>
0: yeah, with yeah. The, all the stuff that, that's hey. still ahead. Chris, we know we we're living we're living a dream i mean and it's um we're reminded daily we don't take any of it for granted but we absolutely know that we are living a dream and we we tell each other often that how amazing this is uh so yeah it's and you're and
2: you're you're, i mean uh, this again uh, you're not you're not special in terms of like anybody could do this right put your mind to it and you can do this yeah yeah i think that what
0: um we uh, i think that we're, we're lucky in a sense that um we, I was in a job where, when you're in commission-based jobs, mm-hmm. that they there's no ceiling. So mm-hmm. I think that, that that's what made us different. That you can, if you if you put your mind to something, and you you can earn a certain amount, whether you're taking on other jobs or doing certain things, um, and then you just you just if you make it a goal, you write it down as a goal and you just work to achieve it. It's absolutely possible. Yeah. Um, even if, I mean, ours is two and a half years. If somebody else decided that we just have a friend here recently that she left her job uh, for three months. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's different. It's um, I think it's whatever suits the person. Cause and most, some people, like I talked to my brother and stuff, it's he wouldn't want to do this. He thinks, he thinks we're crazy. So it's not for, it's not for for everybody. We understand that.
2: It might not be for everyone, but if you want to, you can. And there's a lot of restrictions, I guess, in our minds that, that the roadblocks that are, that are perception that are in, in any case true, but you can actually overcome these as well and actually do what you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, We're about 30 minutes, a little bit over 30 minutes in our conversation. And I, 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 tend to limit them. I try to limit my, my interviews to about 30 minutes. Um, so, my last two questions, if I may, Matt, is um, one one uh, but last question is, can you give us three tips to become more culturally competent, please?
0: Yes, I think the, the first one would be to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I mean by that is you don't have to, to do like with something that we're doing to, to, in order to get a culturally rich experience. You don't have to travel to exotic locations to do something like that. You can, um, if you get involved in your local communities, I think globally, Um, a lot of, a lot of communities now are melting pots. And if it's, if your own community is not a melting pot within a driving distance, you can get into Mm -hmm. uh, a culturally rich environment that, that you can push yourself. Um, I think that when I was, when I was in my, my sales position at my company, um, we had, we had an Indian community, um, that, that that I worked with. So part of that, I would go to their homes. I would ask them and say, Hey, um, I know it's Diwali or I know it's a celebration. Can I, can I swing by your house and see what's going on? So I would put myself in those situations where I can, I can go see it and you'd be surprised. People want to share. So yeah, if you true, ask right? them they they really want to share what they, so you can create that connection. Yeah. Um, I did, I did similar around the the cricket world cup cricket. Um, I ended up trying my, my damnedest to understand cricket so I can have those conversations with, with the Indian community because it's so important to them. So did I think you, in you the don't end
2: have, understand this.
0: Um, I, I understood it enough to, to know, like if a team was going to win or not Okay. and what they were doing to win. I understand like the, 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 how they got six points, four points. I understand how to do all that. Yeah. It's complex. Um, and it's a lot of what well, we have American baseball and they're, they're similar in ways, but way different as yeah. well. So it's, yeah. But okay. I think, I think at the end, I mean, and you can go to, you can go to local parks that are in different different places within your community mm-hmm. to, to get that, to get exposed to different cultures and then just talk to people there. I think there's different ways to, that you can yes, be sir. open to experiences. Um, you asked for three. I think the other thing is I talked about is learn to ask questions. Don't be afraid to talk to people that you might be different than and just ask them questions about, because as you're showing that your interest into what they're involved with um, there, they'll be happy to tell you and explain to you um, what, what they're doing. And then I think the, um, I think the third one is uh oh to when you're traveling um put put down your phone and take out your headphones i think that if uh, I, we go on a lot of long walks my wife and i as we travel and you just want to just better hear things and see things and huh. be present be present in the moment instead of always doing something else where it's going to take away from that from that scenario right. uh, you're sitting in a restaurant or you're you're going on a walk so just just to be be present when you're when you're on a bus or or anything, when you when you travel, and even if you're traveling in your own community, I would just say um, be present more right. and, and get off the phone. Yeah,
2: excellent. Sounds good. Excellent tips. Thank you very much for that. If people want to get in touch with you and follow you, how can they do that?
0: Um, passportjoy.com, just as it sounds. Passportjoy.com. It has everything there. It has our travel tips. Um, our different blog posts of experiences that we're going through and a link to the podcast uh, that we're doing to kind of have an audible track of it.
2: Yeah, I checked that out. It looks really good. Uh, It's a really professional site, by the way. Um,
0: Thank you. Oh, thanks. That's
2: that's,
0: that's, all me. me. Okay,
2: well, good. I
0: would, I would, uh, no, it's funny because all those years selling technology, I didn't really know much about, like, the nuts and bolts and how to get into code and stuff. Right. So, um, over the last couple of years, I've taught myself how to do that. So, um, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that.
2: It looks really good. Very professional. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt, very much for coming on board. Uh, enjoy your time in uh, in Vietnam, onward to Hong Kong, and then uh, on your way to Europe. Eventually, we might b- bump into each other at a soccer match. Who knows?
0: Absolutely.
2: All right. you'll well, take care, and thanks again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. this is it episode 101 is finished thank you matt again you can see the videocast at culturematters.com youtube haven't subscribed yet do so please and while you're at it why don't you leave me a five star review i would really appreciate that um do remember that culture does matter and that this episode has been produced by janice sheila the music was by ben sound my name is chris smith this was the culture matters podcast and i'll be back in two weeks time thank you
1: That's it for this episode. Culture Matters, making you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution.